was a pretty abrupt transition, although our strategic plan has called for more of a move in an online learning direction. This was not really the way we would have done it, uh, ideally. The uh, move from you know, 650 on-campus courses to uh, transferring those to fully online format in a matter of a few weeks was, I would say, one of the most challenging times. That's Philip Newtel, CIO of Babson College in Massachusetts. The COVID-19 pandemic may have been one of the most challenging times in his career, but Phil and his IT team came through strongly. And some key investments that they made prior to our current crisis have paid off. In fact, if anyone still doubted the strategic importance of today's CIO, the deep challenges of the pandemic have put those questions to rest. This was clear in a CIO roundtable discussion at Cisco Live US, Cisco's premier event for customers, press, and analysts. Together with Newtel, the roundtable featured moderator Michael Krigsman, an industry analyst and host of CXO Talk, and two other top CIOs, Abhijit Mazumder of Tata Consulting Services, or TCS, and Jackie Gishalar of Cisco. In a free-ranging discussion, they shared their recent challenges, top priorities, and key insights about the future of IT, along with their thoughts on the elevated status of the CIO role. This is Kevin Delaney for Cisco Tech Beat. This podcast features some key highlights from the Cisco Live discussion. As Michael Krigsman stated, the pandemic is driving rapid transformation and major challenges. But the best CIOs have been there every step of the way to guide organizations, scale fast, and implement new technologies and solutions. They also drove the right investments before the pandemic struck, ensuring that their organizations were ready for the unexpected. But even for the most strategic CIOs, it hasn't been easy. Jackie Gieselar recounted how Cisco was already a highly transformed organization and very accustomed to remote work. Yet the upheavals of the new normal challenged even her team. When we ran from 20,000 up to 140,000 within 10 days, we only had 10 days to do it, I knew we could scale um, and we were changing the systems and trying to add the capacity. But, but I was also very mindful that now we have a different landscape. So any device from any place, you know, any device, any place, anywhere, um, in a way requires you to have a very good security architecture of how you protect yourself against the way that people are coming into your environment. A surge in demand, capacity, cyber threats, and stress. Abhijit Mazumdar explained the vast scope of his own responsibilities. With 450,000 associates around the world and more than 1,000 strategic customers in areas like banking, insurance, utilities, and service providers, it was imperative that he support his own teams as well as the important work of his customers. We are located across the world. We have 450,000 associates. Our first reaction was to ensure that all our associates are safe globally. Are they safe? Are they healthy? And if they need any support in, in their day-to-day lives. After we have achieved our associates' safety and security, uh, all our customers, many of whom are critical service providers, the utilities, the banks, the insurance companies, the retailers of the world, continue to operate in these challenging times. And therefore, we needed to ensure that 
our services that really enable them to provide services to their customers continue to operate. And that has been our real challenge. Our opportunity has been to really transform ourselves over these last 60 days or so, where we were fundamentally delivering services from our customer locations or our uh, large offshore development centers in places like India to deliver our services and transform ourselves to deliver services from people's homes. Kishalar cited a new Cisco study, CIO Perspectives 2020, in which 1,300 CIOs weighed in on their top priorities and challenges, including the need to rethink their tech investments moving forward. So we interviewed 1,300 CIOs. And so I'll just share a couple of data points with you. So first of all, you know, responding to the impact of COVID-19 is a priority for pretty much everyone. I think that is a known fact. Um, We're all thinking about what the new normal looks like and how our future plans need to be adjusted, um, similar to what Phil was talking about. And I'm actually doing exactly the same thing. Um, Interestingly, budgets are a concern for many, but everyone also realizes that they have to make the proper investments, you know, to make it through the current challenges. And I would say the survey showed that most CIOs are actually pretty optimistic, which is great. Um, Security continues to be top of mind for just about everyone. So again, same applies to me. I'm focused on security. I'm focused on my platforms. I'm focused on my business continuity planning, you know, and projects around things like remote working and automation and robotics are really being accelerated. Throughout the crisis, those organizations that had already prioritized transformation fared the best. And like many CIOs, Nutel is proud of what he and his team have accomplished at Babson College. And he's optimistic that it will continue to spur digital transformation moving forward. It's been uh, extraordinary, I think, to see the reaction from the students and from the faculty and everyone doing their best to make the most of this situation. But um, it's really accelerated, I think, a strategic initiative of our president Um, in a way that has now gotten everyone familiar with a lot of the tools. We use a lot of, uh, of course, you know, WebEx meetings. We use Teams. We'll use, um, you know, our learning management uh, system as well, uh, Canvas. Um, So leveraging a lot of these tools in a very different way. Of course, the employees are all working from home now as well. So that was another huge transition. All the IT support and delivery uh, needing to be done remotely. Um, So we've had no shortage of challenges uh, in getting where we are, but I think the nice part is we're feeling better positioned going forward to now do a more planful approach to online learning. And, you know, beginning this summer and into the fall, we'll be, I think, exploring models and doing a lot more preparation work with the faculty to develop courses and really make them more ideal for a situation where the students may be partially online, some on campus, some online, or some who may not come to campus at all. Staying agile and secure in a multi-cloud world. Security concerns have certainly kept CIOs up at night in recent months. As organizations struggle to scale up their remote capabilities, hackers smelled blood, and some networks and collaboration platforms were not up to the challenge. In a second survey, CIO Impact COVID-19, Cisco pulsed more than 300 CIOs on their experience with the pandemic. Security was the top driver of stress, followed by VPN bandwidth and loss of productivity. 
Stress from security increased 15% to 56% total since the pandemic. However, the right investments in security and secure collaboration platforms have paid off. Here's Abhijit Mazumdar. Security is a key concern. Uh, traditionally, uh, you know, many organizations have looked at security from a physical perspective. So you put people in inside physical enclosures, physical parameter, and that defines security. And as we move more work home and associates starts working from home, uh, how do we define security has been uh, a critical part. Cisco's Jackie Gieschler added her own thoughts on security in a mobile environment. So, yeah, for me, look, I think it's it's front and centre of everything, is what I would say. It is front and centre for everything for me right now. So any device from any place, you know, any device, any place, anywhere, um, in a way requires you to have a very good security architecture of how you protect yourself against the way that people are coming into your environment. So, yeah, for me, look, I think it's it's front and centre of everything, is what I would say. Philip Newtel shared his own thoughts on investing in a secure collaboration platform. One of the things that you know has really uh, hit home with all of the uh, you know news reports of different types of bombing, shall we say, uh, we have been unscathed relatively uh, because we are using a platform that you know grew up in a corporate environment and was built to be secure. Uh, from the get-go. And so, you know, we have not had security incidents with our classes online uh, in the way that a lot of uh, campuses and K-12 institutions uh, have. So it's been a a huge relief that we happen to choose the right horse for this race uh, and, you know, be in a situation where we're not having to apologize profusely to students and parents for something that they may have experienced in one of our classes. So I think that's been our primary security uh, lesson learned in this event. But, you know, certainly there are lots of things we've been doing, uh, you know, that Abhijit mentioned as well, a lot of, you know, multi-factor authentication and dual-factor authentication and ensuring that, you know, wherever people are logging into our systems, you know, they're doing so in a secure way. So, Um, But those, I would say, pale in comparison to what is our, you know, primary uh, uh, revenue source, and that is the classes that we teach to our students. So maintaining that at a very high level, a very high quality, a very secure, a very private uh, way has been tremendous. Privacy and compliance were also emphasized, especially within the context of building trust in an organization and with customers. Here's Abhijit Mazumdar. Privacy is also extremely critical, uh, especially if you have associates in California, uh, in Europe. Uh, we need to make sure that we are compliant with all the local laws. Uh, and, uh, you know, along with security, protecting in everybody's privacy, uh, every individual's privacy, especially when we have uh, personally identifiable information with our systems, has been extremely critical. Uh, And this has been a journey over the last three, three and a half years. I think all of us have gone through this journey in ensuring that those data systems are protected adequately uh, with encryption and multiple layers of uh, uh, methods of uh, securing that data. And I think that is also, you know, delivering a lot of trust to our associates that their data is safe, a lot of trust to our customers as well, because their data is safe with us. Cloud. 
a darn good thing in a crisis. As moderator Michael Krigsman put it, cloud has been a darn good thing through the current crisis. And the CIOs agreed that as with security and collaboration, investments in cloud capabilities before the pandemic have paid off in a big way. Here's Abhijit Mazumdar again. We all have been making these investments on the cloud in the last uh, four or five years. I have been on it for the last three and a half years. And, and it really has uh, made the, you know, the world of difference in allowing us to really be resilient, uh, really be uh, you know, scalable, right? We needed to scale down on something, scale up on something else, and really show uh, redundancies across the world. And uh, being on the cloud, we are partnered with uh, all three mega service providers, and uh, that really, really helped us. Philip Newtel agreed that placing priority on upgraded networks, cloud, and SAS is paying off now. So I arrived at Babson about five and a half years ago, and one of my uh, primary areas of the FOSI was moving to cloud and SaaS uh, tools and platforms. And so one of the first things we did was rebuild our network uh, entirely, a lot of redundancy and resiliency built into that to ensure we could access resources. And at the point uh, we were doing this, we assumed it was all from on campus to all of these resources. But now it's making sure we can reach some of our, you know, uh, legacy systems, I would say, in our data center from off campus, which wasn't really the uh, goal initially, but we're glad we have a lot of that infrastructure now set up. But a lot of the push toward Workday and Salesforce and other tools that really allow us to work from anywhere uh, really, really came into play uh, when COVID-19 struck and we needed to do this quick pivot. And had this happened, I would say even a year or two ago, when we were really either in our infancy with a lot of these platforms or not nearly as far along as we really are now, uh, we would have been in a lot worse shape. Jackie Gishelar mentioned the importance given to cloud in Cisco's CIO perspective survey, while adding some thoughts on Cisco's own hybrid cloud strategy. And interestingly, um, they said from the CIOs that we interviewed was, you know, security is number one, but the second thing it said was cloud. Cloud was number two. And, and when you look at it, I mean, similar to, I think, you, Abhijit, and Phil, you know, at Cisco we have a hybrid cloud strategy, which is wherever we can use SaaS, we should. We should buy commodity and use SaaS where we should. And equally, you know, that balance between your internal data centers and the public cloud, you know, we should do the same. And I think the more we diversify, you know, A, it allows us to ramp up capacity, but also I think from a resilience point of view, we've got multiple, you know, um, avenues in order to, you know, A, add the capacity, but B, have the resilience that we need to keep running our businesses. So, yeah. I think that's a spot-on spot on, um, topic around cloud. Big challenges, greater opportunities. Despite the deep challenges that we all face, the discussion ended on a note of optimism. For the expanded role of IT and the CIO and the future impact of technology for good. Cisco's CIO impact survey revealed that 88% of CIOs believe that their role is expanding to have greater impact across their organizations and industries. Here's Philip Newtel on how CIOs can continue to step up through the pandemic crisis and beyond. Never waste a good crisis. 
I think we have so many opportunities, uh, you know, to Jackie and Bajit's uh, points. Uh, we have so many opportunities right now uh, to be business partners, to really engage with our, you know, internal and external facing clients and focus on revenue, focus on ROI. This will bring into sharp laser focus a lot of the things that perhaps were on the periphery for us in the past now become front and center. Cisco's Jackie Gieselar feels that despite some of the profound difficulties that we continue to face, it may just be one of the best times to be in IT. We are in unprecedented times is what I would say. Um, you know, and I've learned that we are stronger than we think we are and that, you know, and that I work with an amazing team and we all do in an industry that's changing the world, right? And I do believe that, you know, there's never been a better time to be in IT. There's never been a better time to transform. We just have to get clear about what our priorities are and how we tackle the right challenges and opportunities first. But, you know, um, as, as the survey says, I'm similar. I remain very optimistic of, in terms of where we can take it from here. Abhijit Mazumder finished with a few thoughts on the lessons of the past months and what he also sees as a bright future for IT. What this uh, crisis has shown us is that organizations are deeply dependent on technology and uh, it can't really live without technology in today's day and world. And uh, that essentially validates our experience. As Jackie said, it's you know one of the best time to be in IT because we are truly proving to the industry why IT matters to them. Uh, I, being agile has been one of the key things for me. Uh, we had to rapidly reprioritize many of the transformation programs, uh, pause some of them, restart new ones, you know, completely start some things from scratch, reorganize our teams. And uh, we have been able to deliver a lot of new transformation programs over the last 60 days or so uh, because of our adoption of enterprise agile. I think that has been critical, uh, along with our adoption of multi-cloud, uh, we spoke about that already, and uh, also adoption of what we call as our machine-first model, where what we mean by that is we try to ensure that the machine gets the first right of refusal for any transaction that happens. These three models has really made the difference, and I'm really, really optimistic. Uh, IT's role will become extremely critical as we go forward, and uh, the CIO role uh, is becoming as critical as, uh, you know, as it can be. Jackie Gieselar concluded with a few thoughts on the leadership role of CIOs. In Cisco's CIO Perspective Survey, 94% of CIOs felt that they are aligned to a higher purpose, to do good in the world. But as proud as she is of her own team and IT in general through this crisis, she warned of new challenges to come and ended with a call for empathy as leaders. You know, I, I would say have empathy for your IT teams. You know, if there is a small outage, go and stretch your legs. I've said this before, have a break. Um, you know, people are under a lot of pressure, um, you know, in, in, every, in every industry for sure, frontline especially. But I think from an IT perspective, have empathy for your team. Make sure you look after them. Make sure they're getting enough breaks. You know, um, we need them for the, for the marathon not for the short term is what I would say. So look after your teams and your people. This is Kevin Delaney for Cisco Tech. This podcast features highlights from a roundtable discussion at the Cisco Live US event. So my very special thanks to moderator Michael Krigsman. 
and the eminent CIO guests Jackie Gishelar of Cisco, Philip Newtel of Babson College, and Abhijit Mazumdar of Tata Consultancy Services. If you'd like to hear more Cisco Tech Beat podcasts, subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and feel free to leave a comment. We'd love to start a discussion.